Welcome to another episode of Improv Exchange with Leander Young, where we dig into conversations with seasoned musicians to discuss their life, art, and the faith of jazz as they see it. In this episode, we interview an educator, composer, and piano player from Sao Paulo, Brazil, Alex Corolla. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Improv Exchange. Today, we have a piano player who is currently in Brazil, right? You... Yeah, yeah. Okay, just making sure. <laughs> Alex, <laughs> you could have been on the road as far as I know, but yes. Yeah. <laughs> Give a short introduction to yourself and let's get into this, man. Yeah, sure, man. I mean, uh, uh, well, my name's Alex. <laughs> Uh, I'm currently in Brazil, but uh, definitely not not for good because you know I've been moving for the past ten ten years like all over the place, like in, you know like U.S., you know, several countries in Europe, India, and you know meeting people, meeting musicians, playing and creating music together, and basically basically that's what I can start with for now. And I'll let you. I'll let you make the intelligent, smart, intelligent, smart <laughs> answers. <Yes>. Answers. <laughs> so, what part of Brazil are you currently in right now? Well, now I'm in the south. Like it's a city called Curitiba. I usually, when I'm in Brazil, like I'm, I'm based in São Paulo, but it's completely impossible to be there now because you know the pandemic. And so I had to move here, like for for a while, like just trying to get. I mean, like you know, I've I've got in Brazil, like in December two thousand nineteen. Uh, like I was in Europe, and I came here like this, you know, switch bags and go right right after like one month. I had some concerts here, and then okay, so I'm going I'm going back to Europe, and then like pandemic just exploded. Well, this is probably something about two months, and then we're good. <laughs> uh, we and then I came. I, I came. To, yeah, yeah. I came to my family place. You know, my family house. Like, like spending some time with my family. Well, well let's hang out like for you know two months, and then I'll I'll get back to Europe. And then it has been one year and a half, <laughs> like completely stuck here. Yeah. So I'm here. Have you been at least able to perform or play? No, not at all. I mean, like in Brazil, I don't know if you're following the news, but it's pretty bad. I mean, it's starting starting to get better now. Uh, uh, we are, let's say, like more than 50% of population with the first dose of vaccine. vaccine and I, I got like the, the first shot as well. Uh, and then, like, we, we, it sounds like it seems like we've, we're gonna getting start getting back to normal, like by next year, beginning of next year, something like that. So performing was not allowed to, you know, like last week. But in São Paulo, it's still it's like starting to get get kind of back. Like we, we're having like these lots of invitations to apply for concerts, you know, uh, grants for the next year. Yeah. You're getting yeah, grants or you're getting gigs booked? 
yeah, geeks books like you know like that kind of that kind of uh, governmental like uh, that it will apply and then you get can can get some money from lots of places and like that kind of project you apply and and you can book concerts like they're starting to allow us to do it again so it seems like the scenario is about to change pretty soon okay understood understood uh there's one other thing for the people who didn't know he is Uh one of the people who was on chris's last album with mr royal souza he's the piano player on this album and i don't know if you even got to perform with him over there at all mr souza Oh yeah, yeah. Like like over the past, let's say, three years. Actually, I've I was the one like who put Christoph in contact with Raul, you know. And and yeah, like for, for over the past three years, I've been playing with Raul. I, I mean, he just passed, of course, unfortunately. And like me and Christoph was kind of like collaborating together on this on this last album, you know, like with arrangements and producing all this stuff. Yeah, I know, but did you get to perform that music anywhere else, or did it just get oh. stopped? Oh yeah, like about this album, we we, we actually performed like on the on the recording tour, like we've made a recording tour, right? So we got something like five, six concerts mm-hmm. um, before going to the studio, you know? And that that was how everything was kind of organic, like, you know, like playing, playing gigs, or rehearsing, of course, but playing gigs before the studio time was such a very, very nice, a very nice deal to to make it happen so yeah that that's but not after that of course like we released the album on the all the platforms digital platforms you also have like this this lps and cds going on but then we didn't have the chance to play like after releasing the album of course because due to the pandemic and also because how just passed we were making plans to do it like on this this last months, but then we got Raul pretty bad on, on his health, and that that was what happened. Okay. And what was one of your favorite parts of performing or recording the album with him? Oh man. <laughs> well, like I mean, I could say so much about that, but uh, come on, give me one. Give me one. One. Come on. Well, just be in the presence of Rome, you know, like he's a, he was a living history, like this, that kind of things, it, it, it doesn't used to happen so often, like you meet, you meeting your idols, you know, and being in his presence was always magical, you know, uh, I mean, so many stories, so many stories, like we could share, like, just listening to him. I mean, I, I used to record lots of them, you know, because <laughs> at some point, like, women, this guy is mentioning, like, on the same conversation, he's mentioning, like, Zoot Sims, Dizzy Gillespie, Frank Russolino, like, all the same, you know, like, five minutes conversation. And it, it was just unbelievable. And, uh, like, just just being in his presence and playing, playing with him, it's always... 
it was always amazing because like he I've met him he was something like eight years old already and and I couldn't believe like the, the level of his performance you know like playing like a lion fast stuff and always always very conscious about everything no notes like you know no wrong notes at all and it being in the studio with him like on or on the stage it was always always like this you know like you couldn't believe like there are some videos that i'm playing with him and the, the video camera like caught me like smiling you know on the song because it's always unbelievable and you know, during the studio it was like this you know like the first recording the first the first solo first take like was already amazing then he's, he used to say no, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna do another one. You know, <laughs> okay, that was up to you. And then the second one is even better. And then we were all blessed. You know, like man, Jesus, this is this is real. Like, no, let me do another one. <laughs> and then it's it, it keeps getting better. You know, so that that was a magical thing about him. Like stories and playing was always a very high level of of consciousness and, and beauty, you know, uh, you, you probably heard that you, you heard the album, right? You, mm-hmm. you know what I'm talking I about. I know exactly what you mean. So yeah. what about your newest release or latest release? I should say in a prayer. What was the, Oh, in a prayer. What was your mind behind that? Well, uh, you know, like, like the, this this kind of remote uh, remote kind of recording started with all, all over the place. You know that you've you've seen that, and I've done a lot of it with my friends all, all over the world. You know, and but just for fun, you know, like with not that kind of great great quality of sound. But it was always like let's let's just meet by internet and do some recordings. You know, something like this. So and it, was all it done came over the like internet? it was not done in the studio. No, no, this one was done in the studio, but uh, what I'm trying to say, like I, I've done it like over the past year, like I love a lot of the, a lot of those by internet. Mm-hmm. And, and this, this last one was, was something like, I mean, who was not the one like who got completely moved? I mean, if we're a composer, uh, we are all, getting so moved about this this whole situation right like it's it's a crisis a world crisis kind of war kind of crisis right uh, but this time like the war is against something else and and yeah like i've got totally moved by that and this composition this this last original was something like it just came to me like like what in one day you know like i woke up as as usual and got to practice my instrument and this song just came like very very kind of you know naturally i've i've went to the studio and met my friend like the bass player i mean like let's just record this one just just to see what happens no piano and bass and then it got like pretty pretty good like we just decided things like on the last minute then i've sent to my brother in 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 Austria, the drummer, and this 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 other guy like playing accordion in, in yeah. In I was about Geneva. to ask you about the accordion, and I didn't know the drummer yeah. was your brother. So, 
Yeah, no, just... I, I mean, I mean by, by brother, I mean not bloody brother. Okay, but, okay. But there, yeah, yeah, sorry, sorry about that. <laughs> and yeah, the accordion was was real. I mean, he's in real. And yeah, it's one of the greatest accordion names in, in Brazil. So, where did you find this accordion player? The accordion player. Yes. How did you know? Well, him? I know him. Well, he, he in Brazil, like he's very, very kind of famous guy, you know. Like uh, I don't know if you've heard about Gabriel Grossi or Milton Jolanda or or Yamandu Costa, probably you know him, the, the guitar, Kusi guitar player. I know him. He's kind of pretty, pretty huge. They are our friends, you know, and we have friends in common. Of course, we've met over some some festivals in Brazil and we we have lots of friends in common. We've never played together before this recording, but we know each other pretty much. I mean that there is a bit I mean like you know how how it goes, right? Like the the, the movement, like musicians kind of meeting all the time and sharing lots of friends and music. So I've just invited him, like, hey man, like we've never played together. Let's let's try to do something. Like, yeah, man, I'm totally up to do it. And then we we made it happen. It was easy like that. I like it. I like the feel. Yeah. It was a solid yeah. nine minutes, I want to say roughly, if not ten, of you guys <laughs> building, changing, increasing, uh -huh. decreasing. Dynamics were there, the fills were there, and the drummer. We're gonna just say he's your brother, but he had yeah. me going with <laughs> yeah. the fills like boom up and stop and drop, and then you would solo and then raise it up. It was like very, I don't know what I want to call it as, but I just like how it caught my, it kept my attention. Now, well, that's that's nice to hear. The drummer, you know pretty pretty well the drummer because he was the same like on Rhodes album, mm -hmm. but he does some stuff that makes me feel bad because. I wouldn't have, I would have done the same thing, but he did it better. And I'm pretty sure I said, told that to Chris. Yeah, <laughs> I've, heard, I've heard the podcast. I've okay. heard the podcast. So yeah, I give him credit cool. on that. But <laughs> the thing about it that I, I have to say is like, I have no problem with the nine minute jazz song, but I know a lot of people would have been like ripping their hair out. So what the hell? <laughs> a lot of people I realize don't like long jazz tracks like that. Me, I wish there well, were more of them. I wish that, especially with streaming, that we have more options. You would have the short mm -hmm. version where it's like three to five minutes or four to five minutes, and then you would have an extended version also. Yeah. No, I'm just saying I still liked it, but some mm -hmm. people would have been like, it's tad bit too long for them. Oh, man. I don't know how to react about that because, I mean, it's, it's always a conflict, right? Like, uh, I've made myself, let's say, like my career over the past, over the past like five years playing concerts to Europeans, you know, and whatever I've presented to them, it was always very welcomed, you know, mm -hmm. and all kinds of music along, you know, I've just made a concert like it's two songs about 33 minutes each, you know. And I already, I already performed like the first movement of this one in Europe, and they all, they are always all involved with the music, and and you know, like very, very pleased about the whole thing. And and when it comes to you know, like 
releasing and digital platforms and all those new rooms about you know like how to present your music and then we use we used to get on this this place like you just mentioned like man this is too long you know or whatever even for a kind of jazz audience like who used to to listening you know music like from jazz composers modern stuff mm -hmm. it's the same like you should present something shorter or whatever you know but you know like the great let's let's say like when in comparison with lots of cats like talking about like very very huge ones like you know shaman astro and tigran and all this these new guys i've i've came to understand like they used to do the same you know like like it doesn't matter like how long it takes that's the music i that what can i do you know and i'm trying to get like the pure involvement the pure uh uh you know it, what's the word for that like manifestation of what it is you know not worrying too much about like oh, okay i'm gonna do something like to you know on these or that kind of rules or whatever so yeah i mean i, mean, I understand the whole forget you i'm doing it my way type of thing i have no problem with it uh -huh. i was just saying uh -huh. the other side of it so when are you yeah, guys gonna no, do? No, I totally agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. When are you guys gonna do a whole album like that? Well, you mean like the from well a full album? As far I, as I know, there's only one track. If there's more tracks, I didn't see it. Yeah. No. 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 That's just one track. It was like a single. Uh, just went to the studio and sent to the guys. But well, this is sounded at least you know, the minimum quality to, to release it. And I have a whole album to record already. You know, I've, I've wrote over this past year, mm -hmm. which is going to be something really different from the first one. That's for sure. And, and I'm pretty excited to do it, but I'm kind of, but for this one, I want, I don't want to do remotely, you know, I want to, meet the guys that have already the rhythm section and soloists like in, in shape to do that. But we, I want to, I want to try to like to do things in a, in a better way, like getting together for a while, you know, rehearsing and doing some gigs like to warm up before the, before, but this is probably going to, it's going to happen like next year. That's, that's the plan. Okay. But not remotely anymore. I mean, like that, that song was recorded with metronome, you know, like, and it's that kind of song. Actually, you, you recorded it's better with when metronome. you perform. Yeah, yeah. So I'm a better drummer I mean, than him. Great. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, like, it, it, it's that kind of song, of song, like, you you really must listen to each other and interact with you with each other you know that that kind of mood right mm -hmm. no, but we you. couldn't make it happen you know we couldn't make it happen because it's all remote but i i don't want to do this as a as a whole album you know i always prefer like the organic side of, of things you know i agree with you because you at least me personally i build off the band i feel off the band you feel the energy mm -hmm. better when you yeah, do it like step-by-step, step, at least with me as a drummer, it tends to be I have to lay down the track first 
everyone does exactly. it. And maybe I get to redo it, but then you don't get certain things that you could get off the bass player or off the piano player. Yeah. Exactly. So I yeah. fully understand you on that. Mm-hmm. Well, hopefully that gets into works sometime soon. Everyone, check out mm-hmm. that track. Check out his album. I think it's really good. But something else that you mentioned that I just want to hear your intake on because we right. don't get many people from Brazil on the podcast. I need to reach out more and do that. Yeah. Somehow yeah sure, I got to get man. Sergio on this thing. But yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> you're saying that the crowds are different there versus in Europe? Like the audience. Uh in, in which sense you're actually asking this, like, just to be really, really sure. Are people willing to listen to a longer track in Europe or in Brazil? Uh, well, audience no, ex- yeah, actually, when I was talking about that, I was talking about, like, this difference between releasing something on digital platforms and playing a live so when you play alive, like I've played it that alive, I recorded a concert. I brought the guys from US to to make a releasing concert here in Brazil, mm-hmm. and it was such a very very nice audience. They went crazy with the whole thing. It's always like this: like when you play alive, you feel like, man, this is gonna bomb. You know, this is gonna be a blast and everything. And then when you go like to the digital way of things, it's totally different because it's it depends always on this on our campaign of do making things happening and reaching people, that kind of stuff, you know? But audience in general, like they're very pleased with with nice live concerts. I mean, as long as we can keep like this very nice quality of performance, of course, right? Okay. Yes. Uh, the the difference, the main difference between Brazil and Europe on this one is that it's much, much easier playing in Europe. Wow. Because they put some, yeah, yeah. Because of what? I because mean, of what? I'm sorry. Well, like there are many factors about that, you know. Uh, first of all, like Brazil is that kind of, I, I don't know if you heard that, but it, it, you're going to listen to that a lot. Like Brazil is the kind of country like who doesn't put some value on Brazilians with a few exceptions. So I was in Brazil like for the first 30 years in my life and things just started happening in Brazil to me when I moved to Europe, you know. Once I moved to Europe, like something like six months later, mm-hmm. I was there, I started to get invitations to play in Brazil. <laughs> you know what I mean? So once I started to make my, I mean, like I went to, to Europe like for doing the Masters and, and I got like, granted with this nice award and people start to see that and I've played with some orchestra and blah 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 and then I start playing with some huge cats like Alex Ipiagin, you know, Jim Jackson and you know like Robin Eubanks like playing like in, in Europe like few so you're gigs that recording. The clout you got from Europe got you more gigs in Brazil. Exactly. Oh, damn. Not not more <laughs> gigs, but important gigs. Yeah, you know? I know. I know it's, what you mean by it got you the quote unquote good gigs. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. I mean, like I've started. I've tried to, to sell concerts in Brazil like for eight years, and I never got a reply from these cats. And then, like once I, I was in Europe, like one year later, I was I was selling an amazing concert with great money and great structure and everything. 
you know, bringing all the cast from from New York, like uh, Donald Edwards, Boris Kozlov, Sasha Zipiagi, and those cats, you know, you know them pretty much. Yes. And it was easy like that because I was already in New York or in, in Europe, like playing and meeting these this cats, all this stuff. So in Europe, it's a totally different situation, like because once you get like some good quality of music and you just met some nice people like, man, you should apply for that kind of place or that kind of club or this one. And then you just apply and then, oh, I like the music. Let's book a concert. It's easy like that because they are concerned about the music itself, not like how huge you are or what kind of influence you have. You know, of course, it's always counts a bit, but it's much easier. I've, I've I've scheduled so many tours in Europe like very easily, you know, without without being being a you know like famous cat or yeah, whatever. but that's kind of sad, you know? man. <laughs> well, that's really I know sad, it's actually. real. I just just wish it wasn't so <laughs> like that, man. Because now there's somebody well, listening, some college kid that's trying to move up the lengths. That's like now nah, I got to go to Europe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and oh, I man. feel for I that because, like I say, what's the point of this podcast originally to give the younger people <laughs> a platform so they can speak, so people understand them? I love oh, it when man. senior people come on because they have more insight. And when it's a newer uh, person, they don't want to shake the wall, shake the fence because they're scared how that's going to affect yeah. their career. You come on here uh -huh. and say, no, I wasn't getting anything professional, nothing good <laughs> until I went to Europe. Yeah. That kind of like exactly. slaps in the face. Ah. <laughs> well, that's a Brazilian situation, man. I mean, there's so many great musicians here who never got listened to, you know, I mean, besides from Sao Paulo, of course. Sao Paulo is a huge scene. Yeah. And it's just, but I mean, it's, it's not enough to put it on the on the you know on the radar. Let's put it this way. You know, I have so many great musicians, like pretty famous in São Paulo and Brazil, but never get to go to Europe or you know, as US, of course, uh, because of that. You know, like, but they're getting they're doing good in Brazil. It's okay. To be really honest with you. I'm kind of grateful. I'm kind of grateful because of that. Because that was the, the kind of, uh, let's say, the point like who made me, you know, start moving, you know, moving my ass out of Brazil and it worked pretty good. You know, with, it was something like, well, okay, let me try something else outside of here. And it was easy like that. So I, <laughs> I'm thankful for that, you know, but it's not fair, for sure. I mean, listen, I always tell people to go explore. I'm glad that you explored and ventured out of the yeah. comfort zone. I need a lot more yeah. people to do that. It's just that, yeah. how should I say it? I don't want people to think that one part of the world is the mecca of jazz. And I'm in New York. New York is mm -hmm. one scene. Do I think yeah. it's one of the better ones? Yes. But... Mm -hmm. Like you also said, St. Pablo has a scene. Unfortunately, the few that I have tried to reach out to, they don't feel comfortable enough with their English to come on. There's some Japanese people oh, yeah. I wish to come on. They don't feel comfortable enough with their English to come on. And uh -huh. I had some people who came on who tried, and then they asked me not uh -huh. to post the interview. They say they bombed it with their English. So <laughs> it's like they just sucked up the place. I thought it was good enough. Uh -huh. Even people listening to this, when people get more comfortable, they 
it just flows better. But still, there's a lot of right. things that we can't fully expose or talk about because of that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, yes, you should venture out if that's... Oh. Yeah, sure. <laughs> the artists that sure. we're never going to be able to help promote, as sad as that sounds. Yeah, of course, of course, you're totally right. But yeah. what advice would you give somebody? Let's just say they finished university and they were going to go out there and perform. Well, man, I, I I'm not sure. Like, who am I like to advise someone? But what I'm trying to do, like over the past ten years, is like moving around as much as I can. I mean, because I've got so much real life going on, you know, like I've moved to India and I spent six months there, like, in India? like being a teacher in India. Yeah. New Delhi. How was that? You no, know, no, like... no. Stop. How was that? <laughs> Man, that was a real life changing experience among all of my life experience. That was the most impressive and and shocking one, you know, like there is no such a thing like, you know, like that kind of expression, like cultural shock. Cultural shock, move, yes. Yeah, when you move like out of your country, then it, suddenly you are in Switzerland and then, oh, this is a cultural shock. No, no, this is not, man. This is West, you know, they are just more, you know, like pretty with the architecture and, you know, organizations, civilization kind of organized in a very nice way, whatever. But that's that there's no shock, you know. Shock is when you go east and then you see things like really, really completely different from everything in your life, you know. So I was invited to to be a teacher at Berkeley's, you know, they have this this kind of global partners around the world, and they have one in, in New in New Delhi. Berkeley and then I was there like, as a base in India. What they have like what what they call like global partners. You okay. know, they have like the same educational system, and 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 all over the place. Actually, not just India. You know. And then I was invited like to be a teacher for a semester, semester there, and was and I jumped in like right right away. I mean, it was such a you know. It's it's transforming and it's really really amazing. I, I mean, like we could talk hours about. I just about want one India. example. Come on, what was the big difference versus compared to oh. Europe or New York? Tell yeah. me something that made you go like, because uh, I had some moments of that in my life, which I could tell people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, first of all, like. <laughs> I, I I always used to say to my friends like that. What, what's the most impressive thing about India? Man, everyone from from the West is like Michael Jackson in India. You know <laughs> what happens when you see Michael Jackson on the streets? Like to be completely harassed by people and everything. So India, they they see you as a you know as a, as you are like a completely extra terrestrial kind of stuff, you know, like, because they, they see you as a different, like me, I mean, I mean, I have beard and I have tattoos, I'm kind of white, I'm not that white, not American white kind of color, but I'm white in mm -hmm. comparison with them. And then you're, you're walking on the streets, like, if you were, like, you know, this movie star, because they stare at you all the time, they approach you all the time, 
and they surrounded you all the time and they are completely shocked about you being there because they know you are not from there. It's not like being a tourist in every other place, you know, nobody cares or it's, you know, so you can get attention from a few people like that. That is like completely massive, you know? And it's starting from that, like from the time you get to the airport and then like go to the city and then and then the students, they have this, man, I, I don't know how to call like it's a, uh, it's a, uh, I mean, they look at you as a, you know, as a huge master, like they, they think on you like you were, you know, this, this, a guru of, of whatever, you know, <laughs> whatever you're teaching there. And then there is like this huge, this huge presentation from the people like, well, look, first of all, you are from West. So don't do this, 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 <laughs> like the way you have to behave. And, and then, man, and then it goes forever, you know, like the trap jam is just, is just unbelievable calls on the street all the time. It smells like completely uh, horrible and then the, it's so loud everything is so loud and so messy you know in a way that it, it can be explained if you're not there you know like I, I could I mean I could try to do it but it's impossible it's impossible I mean there is no uh, there's no sense of space or or kind of you know polite kind of stuff it's it's all going very massively messy you know? <laughs> all the time everything like the smell the sound the people the space there was no such thing so and they are very very confused people about you know the religion stuff i thought i had some readings in my life you know about indian and guru kind of stuff you know yoga and that all, all that stuff like meditation and everything so I thought like India was that kind of very high level religion kind of place, you know. Mm -hmm. And once you get that, it's completely the opposite. It's so messy also, like the philosophies of religion and, and, and concepts and lots of gods and, you know, like misunderstanding about basic things, you know. Anyway, like, and then I get that it's, you kind of get totally disappointed because you think like it's a kind of holy place holy people you know but then when you get into that it's it's completely different it's really really messy and, and confusing you know very confused you can get this from them like and then there is also those those uh how's that called casta thing you know what i mean you mean the casta class the classes yes oh, okay yes yes i mean like for for the modern people like the that's the young people they are kind of breaking that of course because they're more aware about like this is not actually something we should think about it you know but there is a huge huge uh you know amount of people who respect that and then they put themselves like on that kind of situation so if you're just, just to give it an, an example, like if you, if for belonging to this caste or like not 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 the superior one, like with the Brahman Brahmani, mm -hmm. like it, it means like you have no chance in your life in this life. You know, you have no chance to make it something happen. 
I mean, you're probably going to die on that kind of misery kind of stuff. And they really buy that kind of shit, you know? I mean, that's they a really buy culture. It. I don't want to say anything bad on it, but yes, okay. I get what you mean. It's yeah. actually worse than they made it seem, you say? Yes, yes. I mean, it's worse than you used, you, you used to listen about it, you know, to hear about it. But I, I'm not. I'm not putting some. You know, like I'm not. Don't don't get me wrong. I'm not kind of you know, raising some kind of. Oh, this is wrong, but that is wrong. I mean, it's just impressive how they buy that kind of stuff. You know, like old middle old people. I mean, and it's social also. There is a social interference on this one. And anyway, man, it's that it's so much information, so many information, you know, you kind of get overwhelmed about the whole thing, the whole thing. And on the other side, <laughs> while everything, all of this is happening, you feel like a peace inside your, <laughs> your heart that you've never felt in another place. Like it's chaos versus peace happening at the same time you know there's a lot of beauty beauty going on and, and over like you know like at the same time like there's a lot of chaos going on so it's a very complex place you know you gotta be prepared to to experience that kind of place it's not for it's not for weeks for sure <laughs> okay yeah. well was there um great music talent over there in terms of jazz or was it different was it lacking be real <laughs> man like i've i haven't seen like guys like pretty pretty involved with jazz scene over there um i mean i've met musicians you, you're talking about musicians from there or yes, from, from the there conservatory from there. all right so there is a scene, there is a there's some clubs of course and and i've got some pretty talented students like two of them like two and no, three of them like very very talented and the first thing i told them like he, he they they asked me for advice the first thing i told them like man move out of india right now like go to the west you know because here you're gonna be like of course like you can be something here but it's time to like to explore all this talent and, and go to the west and learn from the guys like trying to you know expand yourself and they they actually went it was super cool actually you know but talking about students uh, but talking about the professional scene it's it's not that i haven't met anyone like who you know stands out of okay okay so know. let's just say new york is a 10 out of 10 okay in terms of right. jazz same thing with Tokyo, uh, same thing with London, Amsterdam, mm -hmm. those type of places. What would you rate them mm -hmm. on a scale of 10? Uh, I don't know. Three. Three? Race? Like yeah. One, two, three? Yeah. Three. One, two, three. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, they did. Yeah, it's, I mean, like, the, <laughs> yeah, this, I mean, this, yeah, for sure, man. For sure. I told you, I was completely, you know, like clear about it. You know, because they, they seem like they've seen like what, what I was doing before that, like playing and everything and that kind of level of commitment and professional kind of career. And they meant, how do I achieve that? If I meant go out, like, like live like right now, you know, you're pretty young, 
and you have the whole life in front of you. So go, <laughs> go out and try to make it happen in the West because then you can, you can start like access, the, the, like the real, you know, the real stuff. And then you can come back as a, you know, it's in a totally different place, you know. Yeah, it's pretty weak the jazz scene there. It's it's weak, like it's hard to sell concerts that it's they don't they're they're because they're very strong, like in terms of culture and you know the music of them, like it's pretty amazing. I saw some really nice concerts, you know, very high level kind of performance, you know, but all about India, not about like Western music, you know. Okay. So where did they go? Like what country? Well, one of my students went to Amsterdam. The other one went to Berkeley in in, in Boston. Uh, and there is another one who I've haven't been in touch for a while, but I thought he, I think he went to to Switzerland. Yeah, they have a really nice place there. So Basel, you know. Yeah. Okay. Well, I wish them luck. It's just I never even thought of the Indian jazz scene. Like it never even crossed yeah. my mind, which is yeah, kind of course, sad <laughs> until you mentioned it just now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Well, one other thing then I want to ask you. So, music-wise, mm-hmm. what place inspired you the most? Not including Brazil, because you're obviously from there. Mm-hmm. Well, man, there there are many kinds of inspiration, right? I don't <laughs> give me that. Music. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm trying to. Don't be PR. Don't be politically correct. Don't be PC. Whatever. Come on, give me an answer. <laughs> well, to be really honest with you, uh, I mean my. Uh, let's let's say my so-called career started when I moved to Europe, and and inspiration came. Of course, like I mean, inspiration comes every time you're doing something, you know, different. You're in different places, relating new people and all this stuff, you know. And moving from Brazil to Europe was something that got me. In a, in a very nice place of inspiration because I've met lots of people who actually gave me the first, let's say, the first feedback about my playing, you know? When I, I mean, when I was in Brazil, like I was just, you know, one more Brazilian playing and then not with that kind of value. And then when I got to Europe, like they start to, to hear me play and they play, look, man, it, it's it's so obvious that you are from Brazil. Then why is that? <laughs> why? That's because you are, your, sound, your sound sounds like, you know, someone who never got snow in, their, in his life. And it's, it's very solar, it's more, very percussive, you know, like, and it, we all have this information from Brazil about sunny days all the time. I mean, it's winter now and it's, it's 25 degrees Celsius, right? And, and it was, was really nice, like, to have that kind of feedback. And then, well, well everything inspires you. you. You know that, right? Like, uh, You're doing it again, but, man. <laughs> Uh, you're doing it again yeah 
Well, I'm sorry. I'm trying to put some organized thoughts here. <laughs> and but mostly, mostly, I mean, it depends on the period of time you are. You know, like when I was in Europe, like for the first time in my life, living there, I got lots of lots of inspiration because I was there and meeting for the first time lots of different people from different countries and everything, and also having some dreams coming true, like playing with some idols right away, which was something to me that was whoa! It means that I'm getting somewhere else, you know, that kind of feedback from life. Right and 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 having some heavy cats talking to you and and you know like saying like man your music is super cool let's record it together but oh okay this this is really something else and I never get like that kind of feedback in Brazil so when I got to, to Netherlands for the first time and I met all these guys especially Sasha Sipiagi he's one of he was the the very one like who made me you know like realize that man there's something nice going on with you and about music and, and everything i love your music and love your playing so i i know i was not that well that kind of high level performance or high level piano kind of technique and whatever but the the sincerity or or the intention was there you know and he caught that and he he gave me like lots of you know, lots of advices and lots of help, actually. You know, like, man, whenever you want to play, just call me and I'll be there. Let's do something together as much concerts and, as we can. And let's go to Brazil and let's go to New York. And then I recorded this album in New York with him. I never released. And, but then, like, uh, later, like, we, we start to work together a lot, you know, especially in Europe. Anyway, so that that was the main shocking inspiration that I could have on on that month back to 2013, you know. No, it doesn't matter when it happened. I was just curious of one that happened to you. Because mm -hmm. like you said, if yeah. you kept listing them, they probably would take four or five hours. But that one stood out the most to you. Okay. Okay. Okay, just one question. What is your dream album? Like if you didn't have to worry about budget constraints what would it be who would be on in it? terms of <laughs> what would be in the terms of ideal album for alex okay the ideal album well first of all if budget is not an issue uh the best studio credit i can get of course like uh, you're talking about just about music not career right just yes. about the musical, musical side of Just the music. All right. <clears throat> yeah, the, I mean, like being on the best or one of the best students in this world, uh, like in New York or some some of them in Europe, and well, having, uh, you know, I'm gonna be honest with you on this one. Uh, when you when you're kind of you know. Uh, playing with some cats and then it's like, well, man, I wish I could play with this cat or that cat, you know, like somebody that's like, let's say, you know, like Chris Potter, that kind of like Josh Redman or, mm -hmm. you know, let's let's name it for a while, like, <clears throat> sorry about that. And 
And then after some point, you realize that like the best album you can get is actually when you have like all the cats like completely involved with your music, not just hired musicians. You know what I mean? That I agree and then with, like, yes. yeah, the best album situation to me would be like having one month or two rehearsed you know like every day like spending time with in a very very nice place i've experienced that with road souls you know being on the paradise and like the the only thing you have to worry about is like waking having your breakfast and going to a very nice room with very nice equipment and being there like the whole day playing and creating and everything so that kind of process is is ideal to me these days so it's it's different, like just having like this heavy cats you, you place as a as an idols, you know, as an, some idols. But having the chance of of having like this that kind of moment for for a considering considering time, like significant time, you know what I mean? Um, that that would be ideal, like having, and I have musicians that could get my music, could get my music, like very, very, in a very, very nice place. Okay, you know. Since you mentioned it like that too, so mm-hmm. in a perfect world, who mm-hmm. would be your trumpet player? <laughs> I want the name. Man. Well, man, I mean, come on. If you had to choose one. Oh. <laughs> That's not fair, my friend. <laughs> That's not a fair question. Uh, oh, man. I, I, I mean, you, you, must, you must understand that I, I, I'm already playing with one of the toppest trumpet players in this place, in this world, right? Which so is you, Alex. You can say his name if you want. I just said name one trumpet player. <laughs> Come on. Who would it be? <laughs> Well, again, it, it's always... Ah, you know fun, man. <laughs> <laughs> again, again, it's, it's you know, like, musically speaking, like, we, we could have lots of names, but then, like, how they're going to connect with your music and how they're going to connect with you, it always interferes, you know what I mean? So, because I can't... I'm going to give you, I'm I gonna give you a tip. Uh, you know, the people that are listening are just thinking... Boo! That's what they're thinking. <laughs> okay, there is one cat I would be really, really, really pleased to play. I mean, I'm a huge fan, which is Ambrose. You know, who? Ambrose. Okay, Ambrose. Okay, cool. Yeah, I mean, like he, uh, I, I, I'm sure, like if I had the chance, like to meet that guy and, and play some music with him, I'm sure he, he would get, he would get right away. You know, and and bring the music like to a very different level. That's that's one of one of the cats for sure. Okay, just to avoid the ooh stuff. Well, okay. <laughs> saxophone, who would you have? <laughs> uh, one name. One name. Well, okay, Chris Potter. No one's gonna argue with that one. Okay, on bass, who would you have? <laughs> oh, Peritucci. Okay. John Peritucci. Yeah, I know. Peritucci. I got you. 
Uh, I mean, I, <laughs> I can't argue with some of I mean, these. I just want to know who you choose. On guitar, well, who do you yeah. choose? On guitar. Oh, man. Well, I'm a cello player. I wouldn't put a guitar in my gig, you know? <laughs> oh, you're one well. of those. <laughs> There's only one person honking well. on my album. Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. It's not like that, you know? Like, I mean, like... Oh man, that's what it's and like. It sounds like, like that. that. So I'm sorry about that. <laughs> it, it doesn't. It doesn't feel like that. I mean, I, I don't mean that, of course. But, but I mean, it's anyway. I don't know, man. Guitar. Oh. Well. I'm going with Lionel Huiki, you know? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Who would right. be your drummer? That's, that's really, really, really hard. That's really hard. I mean, man, I have so many idols. Okay, if I have to say just one right now and it's possible, it would be Eric Harland for sure. I mean, he's one of the heaviest cats in this this planet. I'll go with with Eric Harland. Okay. Nothing wrong with that. (laughs) So, Alex, (laughs) can you tell people your social media, your website, where to find your albums, etc.? Go. Okay. Well, social media, you can find me on Alex Correa Piano at Alex Correa Piano, like Instagram or Facebook. And uh, website, I'm, I'm, I'm not using website these days because, you know, like nobody checks anyway. And it's not that helpful. Everything happens by social media. <laughs> and yeah, what, what else did you ask? So that's all your social media. You don't have, you don't have a website. And... What do they search to find your albums on Spotify and all that stuff? Well, it's called Concerto para Piano and Universe, which means like Concert for Piano and Universe. Uh, it's it's my debut album on this one. You know, like it's it's I'm really really glad with 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 that because it was such a we're probably he- heading to to the end, right? Of this interview, so. Uh, I've got very, very pleased to have Will Bimson and Sasha Sipiagin playing on this one. That was a very great experience. Of course, like my buddies from Brazil, CGL Vieira and Rodrigo Digão Brás, the rhythm section. And uh, it was, it was based, basically it was the, the, the whole music was like about my world travelings, living all over the place for, I took like three years to make it happen uh, musically and you know and, and, and this the, the, the final recording uh, one one of this this movie the first movement it was I was based in Europe the second one I was based in India so it's a very very complex kind of music but very pleasant as well because you know there 
it's not a music for musicians, you know what I mean? It's 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 that kind of music I've made, like thinking about connecting and not just expressing expressing whatever kind of intellectual kind of intention, that kind of stuff. I, I really connected to to a different place when I wrote that. I would like you guys to check. It's it's really it's really intense. And it's called Concerto para Piano in Universe. If you type my name, Alex Correa, or you know, Korea, if you are in the US, <laughs> and, or Concert for Piano in Universe, you, you're going to find that. There are lots of material going on on this one. And we have this releasing tour coming in Europe like from February, February next year. Lots of places in Europe. Yeah. That's it. Okay. Well, everyone, Alex, thank you for joining on. Man, thanks for having me. It was a, such a great time. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Oh, yeah. How do you pronounce your last name again? So I say it right. Okay. So in, in Brazil, it's it's Correa. 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 Okay. Correa. Correa. Exactly. You nailed it. You nailed it. Yeah. So, yes, everyone, Alex Correa, thank you for joining us. And this is Leander Young from thanks. Improv Exchange. Thank you all. Enjoy your day. That's that on jazz. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Improv Exchange. Please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Also, please be sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Improv Exchange. <laughs>